Welcome, welcome, welcome to another edition of the People You Need to Know podcast, uh, hosted by me, Dom, uh, powered by the Kansas City Podcast Network, and I believe the explanation of the podcast is in the name. Um, I interview people who I think you need to know who are interesting. Uh, today, I've got my man, Jeff, and I, I probably messed it up when I did my uh, little spiel on the last uh, thing I posted, but Wasserman, is that how you say it? It's Wasserman. Yeah. Wasserman. Yeah. Yep. Not Wash, but Wasserman. Yes, sir. Okay, okay. Uh, Jeff is the owner of Supplement Superstore or co-owner. You and Kyle mm-hmm. started that. Um, they've got five locations. Mm-hmm. We'll uh, actually be having our sixth one at least Summit, like right down the street from you here. So I wanted to bring that up, but I didn't know if that was still in the hush or not. I know you oh, told yeah. me about it. No, like. no. <laughs> it's all good. The okay. sign's going to go up in like a week or so, okay. so we can let the cat out of the bag. Now. Uh, so six stores. Um, they obviously are like a, oh, this is a bad uh, representation, but like a GNC, but on steroids and a little bit better. Um, they offer wholesale pricing on all of their supplements. Um, how they do it, I don't know. Uh, but it's it's an amazing store. It's an amazing brand. It's an amazing culture. Um, and that's really why I wanted to get Jeff on the podcast to talk about that, talk about who he is, how he got started, um, and any, anything else that comes to mind. Sounds like a plan. How are you doing today? I feel great. How about okay. yourself? Um, I'm okay. I did a 10-mile bike ride, and I know you just said that you just got done with a outdoor workout. I'm not yeah, sure if you did it right. I was lying. I feel horrendous. <laughs> It's okay. You still put in work. That's right. Um, well, let's just get started, man. Tell me about yourself. You're from, like I told you, I did some creeping. You're yeah. from the St. Louis area? Yeah, St. Charles. It's, uh, you know, if you're from St. Louis, um, you, you you can say that. But if you're if you're from St. Charles, people frown on you for saying you're from St. Louis. Okay. Yeah, like, hey, you're not really from St. Louis, you did, know? Did, I'm they, like, did they call you the rich kids or whatever? Dude, no. St. Okay, Charles, we like to joke, uh, it's the uh, 636 area code, and we grew up calling it 636 the struggle. Because there actually was, like, some gated communities, but there was also, like, um, you know, a lot of... Uh, some low income areas as well. You know yeah. what I mean? Like there was a Phillips 66 that got held up by a seventh grader with a shotgun before around my, around my street. So that's pretty intense. Yeah. So it's kind of so, like the independence of, I would, I would call it the Lee summit, you know, okay. I would call it the Lee summit cause it's okay. really, but it's just really big area. So it's a, it, there's, there's the best of both worlds. There. Okay. Um, so, and, and in my creeping, I saw that you went to Missouri state. Mm-hmm. Springfield, Missouri. Yeah. What, what year was that? 2006 was the falls when I started. It was actually the first uh, semester where they went from Southwest Missouri State, or everybody called it SMS, to Missouri State. So uh, we were very, we, we thought we were really cool. Like, you know, we're basically Mizzou now because we're Missouri State. Yeah. We're not. I always, okay. wanted to, I always wanted to go there. I heard it was like a great party school when I was in high school because 06 was my freshman year of high school. Oh, nice. Yeah. So you're what? A few years older. Five years, four years. Mm-hmm. Like that. Um, what'd you major in? Uh, I was a public relations major, um, and then I had a double minor in uh, advertising and promotion and marketing. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't know if your Facebook page was accurate. I know a lot of guys put that in there, and then it changes over time. No, I mean, what's funny is um, I, I didn't think this was so rare, but I, I went to school and just graduated in exactly four years, and <laughs> didn't have, like, didn't the victory the, lap. Yeah, okay. That's my parents, honestly, I was very fortunate. My parents paid for my school, and they just said, we'll pay for it for four years. So if you're not done, it's on you. And I said, okay, I'll find a way. A lot of summer school, a lot of intercession classes and whatnot. I came into college with zero credit hours. So. Wow. I mean, me too, but I dropped out, <laughs> unfortunately. I, I wanted to, I promise. Yeah. Um, so at what point in college were you um, – so were you working for us too? Yeah. Uh, can, I you, mean, can you explain just what Supplement Superstore is? Because I'm assuming it's a franchise. For sure. Yeah, yeah. This is uh, – this is a good this is a good uh good way to start. Okay. It's, it's 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 a it's a long one, yeah. So Supplement Superstores is a store that started in Springfield, Missouri, right? 
uh, started in 99 by two guys named Andy Frisilla and Chris Klein. Andy Frisilla, you may have heard of. Chris Klein, for sure, you have not heard of. Absolutely not. That's on his, that's definitely his agenda to make sure that you haven't. Uh, we call him El Gosto within the company. Um, but Andy and Chris started this in fall, like in the fall of 99, and um, they were 20 years old. Um, first day in business, they did uh, $7. The second day in business, they did $0. Third and this, day, is, this was at a retail storefront? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. The same retail storefront that I started at. Okay. Yeah. So um, what makes it like a unique story is they were young and dumb and it was in a time when, um, you know, you didn't have to compete with the internet and they literally had to learn how to grow their business. And this is honestly like one of the most incredible stories. And Andy actually has a very successful podcast If people that are listening don't know. I mean, he um, seems very successful. I don't, I don't follow him a whole lot, but mm-hmm. obviously I see him all over the internet. He had like a top 10 business podcast at one point. I don't know if it still is now, but it's called no. Real AF. But he describes the story pretty well. But bottom line, when he started it, um, they signed, the only way they could get um, a lease agreement for two 20-year-old kids was if they paid a whole year up front and they happened to have exactly that much money from from painting parking lot stripes all summer. They had wow. saved 12 grand between the two of them and they gave them all 12 grand. So after the, after a week, they got vandalized and all their protein powders and stuff got poured out all over the floor. Someone went in and broke in and just decided to just screw with them and all of their inventory got ruined. And so here they were, you know, um, you know, two weeks into business, they probably made a few hundred bucks total. Already in the whole 12 grand. Already in the whole 12 grand. Already mm-hmm. in the whole, all the inventory, which they got the inventory from just maxing out credit cards that they give you for free when you're a freshman in college that have like the ridiculous interest. So they literally were stuck. Like if they, they could have closed, they probably would have closed, but they had a whole year lease paid for. So what are you going to do? Right. We got to figure out how a way to make this work. And so that lesson right there, I think is what taught them how to, to grow it. And when I got the job, this was January of 2008. So my sophomore year, right. Getting into second semester of sophomore year. Um, I got the job and I went in there just looking for a job, like saying, Hey, um, you know, I heard you guys might give, give good discounts on supplements to employees. Like I was just a, the classic entitled young punk and, um, got lucky more or less and saw, saw the, where the, the company was going and dug my heels in and decided, you know, Hey, I'm going to try to make this work. So was the, um, was the vision the same as kind of what I see today? I know that most of your employees or the employees of Supplement Superstore um, have to be certified to work there or have mm-hmm. to be at least working towards achieving that. Absolutely. Was that kind of the same vision when you started back in 2008 or was it mm-hmm. something that... It wasn't as official, right? So we didn't have the, the certifications, but we definitely promoted education before trying to sell somebody a product. You had to know what you were talking about. You had to match them up with what made sense for them. And uh, that whole process is what creates the relationship. It's what creates that trust uh, that you have between you and the customer. It's just sincerely just getting them what they need, you know. Um, the whole art of that is just really what we try to, to perfect, and it's always an ongoing process. You're never going to do it perfect, but you just hope to. So in 2008, you're working there. Um, I would assume things are going good because you obviously – you. <laughs> You got five stores in Kansas City yeah. now working on your sixth. Yeah, you'd be um, surprised. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, at what point, you know, did you, and I might be fast forwarding too much into the story, mm-hmm. um, but at what point did you get the the idea that this could be a franchise? Because at w- how many locations are there now outside of you mm. in, sp- in the Springfield location? We are at 24 locations as a company. 
and 10 of them are franchises. That's pretty, that's pretty substantial. Mm-hmm. It's like a little under 50%. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, we're getting there, you know, once we open up our sixth location here in a month or so, and um, there's another franchisee group that's opening up their sixth location. And then it'll be almost neck and neck between franchises versus corporate. Wow. So at what point did you, I guess, where does Kyle come into play? Great question. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 So um, I'll, I'll try to make this quicker because I'm sure we have a lot more we can talk about. But yeah. At 2008, our company was seeing, I mean, my stores in Springfield, we have two locations in Springfield, right? And um, we're seeing 10 people a day. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's, it's rough. We're not seeing a lot of people coming in. And um, Andy had moved to St. Louis and bought four locations overnight of a, of a store that was going out of business. And so they just basically took over the leases for these four stores and they got to keep everything on the inside, which was not much, you know, yeah. but a computer, and a POS these non, system. Non-supplement stores, just random. Retail. These were supplement okay. stores, oh. yeah. It was called Atilio's Fitness and Weight Loss, and they got really big off of the ephedra boom back in the day. When ephedra went illegal, they decided they didn't have a plan B, and they went from 12 stores down to four, and then before going bankrupt, they just said, hey, please just take over these leases. And so Andy moved overnight from Springfield, Missouri to St. Louis, Missouri, and took over four locations. And the guy that was working for Atilio's is still with our company to this day and is absolutely killing it, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that guy's name's Jason. But bottom line, we were <clears throat> we were seeing 10 people a day. Um, and Andy's a very, very good leader to work for, um, you know, a really great mentor. And he demanded a lot of, of myself. And um, in 2010, it was when I took over as a manager and turned it into a career. I graduated uh, May of 2010, um, so exactly 10 years ago. Wow. And um, I was asking my owner, you know, hey, you know, is there a way where I could turn this into a career? My parents are asking about health insurance, and they're asking about, you know, am I going to make salary and blah, blah, blah. And, You're not coming home, are you? Right. <laughs> they said, you know what? We'll give you we'll give you 12 bucks an hour. How does that sound? You know, and I was like, oh, that sounds great. You know, back in the day. It's better than a kick in the dick. Yeah, yeah. I was getting, <laughs> you know, minimum wage back then was like six fifty. So I was like, oh, 12? I can live off of that, you know? And yeah, still, for sure. And all my friends didn't graduate on time, so I got to party for another year or two, and that is exactly what I did. Yeah. And uh, like I said, we weren't seeing a lot of people. Kyle was one of my first hires, and uh, I got lucky again with, with uh, one of my best guys that was working for me at the time was a guy named Mike Taylor, and his best friend was Kyle. And, um, Kyle was working in an internship at a hotel down in Florida and we had him rush back so he could start working for us before we gave the job to somebody else. Wow. And, uh, a blessing in disguise. No doubt. No doubt. So we both worked our way up. Um, it started turning into answer your question specifically. Uh, we started looking at, um, franchising and when Andy would, you know, talk in our big company meetings and say like, Hey guys, um, you know, what you're trying to do right now is, you're working your ass off, but we want to put you in a position where you can own your own someday. That's what all you should all be doing. And, um, we launched like a franchising humongous, beautiful headquarters in 2012. And it was just like this monument of supplement superstore culture, beautiful signs, like beautiful, uh, like an S2 light up table, like big boardroom table. It was awesome. You know what I mean? It was just like, you felt so proud to be a part of this. Yeah. You know what I mean? It almost sounds like the culture is, um, not like a multi-level marketing, but it's like a multi-level scheme of if you stay, if you, if you ride this wave long enough, you will see the fruits of your labor. No doubt. I mean, you started off as a minimum wage employee mm-hmm. to a store manager to Andy wanting to not just 
you know, be your employer, but mentor all of you into getting into a position kind of where he's at mm-hmm. of being a, a business owner, not entrepreneur. Cause I know we, we yeah. talked about that word earlier, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I think that's pretty amazing. Um, it's, it's unheard of, you know, most yeah. people didn't believe, you know, Kyle and I didn't get this opportunity to be clear. We didn't, we didn't move to Kansas city and do this until 2016. So there's a, there's a large gap there yeah. of, of grind. And, uh, it was, very difficult and something that like, you know, I would be lying if I said that I didn't think about quitting multiple times. You know, you're just, you just wondering when your, your break's going to come and you just keep working your ass off day in and day out and hoping and hoping and hoping. And, um, you know, eventually we were in a spot where we had done such a good job where we held more leverage in a conversation where I could say, Hey, I'm going to open a business this year. It's up to you if you want it to be a supplement superstore. Yeah. And, uh, he called my bluff and said, okay, when you want to go. And it was pretty cool. So what was that? What was that process like? I mean, was it terrifying? Yeah, well, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, but I mean, like financially, um, like what was your, like, what was the expectation of you and Kyle to bring to the table? Or was it just, you know, I will allow you to open up a franchise and I will allow you to be quote unquote owner, but there's going to be some stipulations involved because maybe you don't have the financial backing to go get a retail storefront yourself or kind of mm-hmm. what was that process? Great question. So we are... Um, or, or the rally cry back then, and this is what you're saying, how it's like you never, it's unheard of, this opportunity, was if you are loyal to the company, you work your ass off, you show them that, you know, you prove to them that you are like a, a, a no risk, you know, uh, situation where they, they'd put you in business. So they'd pay for you to go into business. And, um, you know, when you open a franchise or something called a franchising fee that you have to pay. And, um, there was a stipulation that they put in this actual franchising document, you know, and they created the franchising system in 2012 um, that you got $5,000 off for every year you worked at Supplement Superstore. Off of your franchising fee? Right. Wow. I was personally at 10 years. (laughs) So, so it was not hard for me, but they maxed out at five years. So they made sure that no matter what you had some skin in the game, Right. So you had to make sure that you may, you were successful. You had to put a little bit of your own money in. So, um, I got 25 grand and Kyle got 25 grand. And so, um, the two of us put that 50 towards our first two stores, which was a total of 70 grand. So we, uh, we still put in 10 a piece, but they, they bankrolled our entire establishment to get started. And, um, you know, we're, you know, we, we've never had to borrow money uh, from a bank. That's amazing, man. Mm-hmm. Like that's, it's almost unheard of. It, I mean, it really is. I, I know nobody else that's been able to open a business uh, you know. cash, but what we haven't addressed yet is that uh, the reason why it took from 2012 to 2016 to actually open up a franchise, right, was because they started that little brand called First Form. Okay, that and I was going <laughs> to ask you about that because yeah. I know that that is like your your household brand. You can call it that, yeah, but I mean, it's, a, it's a nationwide brand. It's yeah. only sold exclusively at supplement superstores in Kansas City, right? Um, and I know it's how most people know about our store, especially in Kansas City. Um, but it, what's funny is Supplement Superstores was a much bigger name than First Form back when First Form started. And so, you know, it was so wild for Kyle and I to come here and have people be like, oh, you guys carry First Form? And you're like, uh, yeah. I was kind of I was kind of around <laughs> for its inception. Yeah. You're like, I mean, like, I mean, like, uh, yeah, we carry it. I mean, we invented it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But like, um, but yeah, it's just wild. Um that that happened. So when, with first form growing, they kind of put S2's growth on the back burner because if you're investing money back into a business, you're going to put it towards the business that has the highest potential. And uh first form was, I think they did like a $200 million in sales last year. <laughs> Something really, really wild like that. Um, 
we're a little behind, but we're, yeah. <laughs> we're on our You're way. You're getting there. Yeah, yeah. And so bottom line is like, you know, we sell a great deal of that brand at our store. And, you know, Andy and Chris have been paid back multiple times over. Yeah. You know? So from 2012 to 2016, that was just your sole focus. What was your, did you have a hand in that? I mean. In what I'm, I'm what aspect? I apologize. Like of just the first form in general, or was this like something that you talked to Andy about? I mean. Uh, yeah, another great question. So I was, I was like solely invested in 2010 when I became the manager. And so it was like, um, all, all I wanted to do was grow with the company. And, and, and I think that <clears throat> I was much younger. I was 21. I was a young for my grade kind of kid. So I had turned 22, like a week before I graduated college and I still wanted to be young and dumb and I wasn't ready for leadership. But I think as a company, we weren't mature enough to hold me accountable to a higher standard anyway. And so I, I don't think I became, I came into my own as a good leader until 2012, 2013, et cetera. Yeah. And, um, you know, started holding myself to that higher standard that I'd like to, that I'd say I'd be proud of. I wouldn't say I was a proud leader in 2010 or 11 or 12. And, um, to get back to like, um, with first form, I actually was, 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 uh, known as like a good salesperson within our company. Like that was my, my, uh, my gift, if you will, I was better at that than I was at organization or management. And so they wanted to put me in sales with first form, but they changed their entire business model to where they don't have sales reps. They have the, uh, the legionnaires or like, you know, Instagram influencers that actually do sales, but they only have one level. It's not multi-level, right? Which is a, it's an amazing concept to keep, um, to keep your costs down. Right. I mean, you're not paying these guys. I mean, I mean, I guess it, it, it I don't I guess know. Remember it gets worse. Like they, they pay them. Yeah. They buy in, right? Like they're getting paid to, to, to let them become a legionnaire. Exactly. And there's, and I think there's opportunity. I mean, I see, I know a few guys who are first form athletes, um, who post about, you know, certain aspects of it and trying to, I don't know if it is it a yearly thing, like a contest, but I know over the last couple of years, I've seen some sort of a contest where it's like 50 grand or something like that. They do an, <clears throat> they do an athlete search, um, you know, usually twice a year or so, 50 grand and people apply to become athletes. Um, but that also obviously gives them, a um, a contact information to see if they, you know, Hey, maybe you might not win, you know, the athlete search, but we can bring you on in this capacity. Yeah. And, um, you know, the people that, that do it can make great money. It's a great way of making a living for some people. And, um, the beautiful thing about it is, is like I said, it's, there's zero like recruiting to it. There's no, like, uh, it's already an established brand. So people already want to be a part of that. Mm -hmm. It's and, not like, uh, I'm and, starting this. And, and they make the best stuff. I mean, they really do. I mean, they, they make honestly like the best supplements. So I will say that the protein, the scoop is always on the top. Yeah. It's always on the top. Yeah. How they do it. I don't know, but that's probably my favorite thing about first form is yeah. that I don't have to stick my entire hand or a knife inside this to find, <laughs> find I, the scooper. I love that you notice, but yeah, it's, it's the details, man. And like Andy will, you know, preach that to the day he dies that it's all in the details and, um, they really do put unbelievable amount of money into their quality control and making sure that everything in their customer service, they have 110% money back guarantee. And they really give you that 10%. Wow. I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. You buy something off their website, you don't like it, you'll get 110% money back guarantee. Wow. That's like the, uh, have you ever heard of what Aldi does for returns? Mm -hmm. They literally, if, if you return something, not only do they give you your money back, but they go let you buy another one of you those items. An item that you actually like. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is it's a wild concept, but I mean, it works and it, I guess it keeps that, that loyalty. I love Aldi, um, man. To the, oh, it's amazing. Yeah. I, love I, don't, how I don't care how much, much money I ever <laughs> make. Yeah. If I, if I made like a zillion dollars, I'd still love to shop at Aldi, dude. They're great. Yeah. Um, so fast forward to 2016, you and Kyle are now 
fully vested into the company. Mm-hmm. Um, you've both got, you know, enough capital to invest in your own store. And you said that you opened up two stores at once. Uh, no, we actually, uh, great question again. Um, no, we did, uh, the first store and a year later, almost to the day, like within two days, we opened up our Shawnee location. So Overland park was first. That's where you and I had first met yeah. um, there. And then, um, <clears throat> Shawnee came, uh, December 7th, 2017. But those were, those were the easiest in the sense of, um, having me and Kyle both being able to kind of man each store. The hardest part of, of, of scaling that business was 100% being able to train a, a great staff. Yeah. And I mean, to speak on your staff, man, I've never, I mean, I, I, I send people to supplement superstore. I mean, just earlier in a group chat today, you guys were talking about vegetables and you know, what do you do to do your veggies? And I was like, well, I just take a, a vegetable supplement daily. Um, I take the Titan one and mm-hmm. I, could, I could probably buy it from Titan's website, but I'm not the kind of guy that wants to wait for shipping and handling. Um, so I recommended, you know, someone to go to your, your store. Um, I recommend my mom to go there because it's the kind of place where your culture is so different from your vitamin shop, from your, your, um, GNC, from your, um, whatever else is out there mm-hmm. in the aspect of, like you said, you're, it's almost like you're people driven first. You're not sales, you know, and I don't know if your, your guys get commission or I don't know what that, that process is. Um, but it's not obvious to the, to the person who's walking in the store. You're greeted, you're treated like a human being. You're, you're asking about kind of what you want to do. I mean, you guys write freaking free plans for Christ's sake, you know? Um, but the biggest thing I've noticed is like your culture amongst your employees. Um, like it's like everyone is the same and maybe they didn't come in that way, but everyone is 100% on brand with the vision of S2 faction or supplement superstore. I mean, Kansas City community, um, the fit passes. I mean, Every week, you know, if I scroll through, you know, Shay or Freddie or any of those guys, Instagram, it's, I mean, it's all the same thing. Not in a, not in a bad way. No, you know? no, no. It's but just it's like, just, it's consistent with the brand and they represent it. It's, um, I, I can't think of the, the, the right phrase to frame it, but it's an amazing culture, um, for what, what you guys do and what those guys, um do for you and believe in your, in your brand. Dude, I seriously appreciate that. I mean, that doesn't go unnoticed and, um, that's what we shoot for You know, I mean, like I can tell you right now, there was a lot of sleepless nights. There was a lot of struggle. Um, and we're no, we're dude, we're nothing yet. You know what I mean? Like we're nothing like, you know, I appreciate you having me on here, but man, we, I mean, we, we have such a long way to go and we're not even close to where we want to be. And you know, everybody's freaking out about, you know, because of the coronavirus and like everybody's buying online and, you know, all these retail businesses are going out left and right. And like, we're doubling down, man. We don't even sell online. And that's like the biggest thing that no one understands. Like we don't have a website where you can buy stuff. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Well, like I guess you can buy first form online, but you can get on firstform.com. <laughs> I can assure you that Kyle and I see none of that money. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, like, um, you know, they, we talked to a Kansas city business journal about this. Cause it's like, well, we're the fastest growing retailer in Kansas city. And we don't sell any product online. Like, how is that? It's just crazy when you're living in such a world of e-commerce, right? Um, where most people are selling online, and yeah. most people are avoiding even. My own mom asks why we can't sell her something online. You know, you're always so busy. You know, like why can't you? And I'm like, hey, hey listen, we're we really do help people, and so it's like I don't know anything about car parts personally. If I tried to buy some car parts online, I wouldn't know what I was doing. And I'd probably just confuse myself and I'd probably research and then maybe buy something wrong. If I, just, if I could just talk to a mechanic, I would love to just have him tell me what to get. And An honest mechanic at that. Right. <laughs> so, so a long-term play here is 
yes, I could sell you something online the first time, but eventually you might not get results and you might honestly um, cogn- cognitively think that your your product that you bought that didn't work is associated with our brand. Regardless if we had a play or say in it or not, you chose to buy that off our website and no one told you to buy it. Yeah. You know, but unfortunately you associate it with our with our brand. And so the vitamin shops and the GNCs that you're talking about, we would we would be no different from them if we just sold online too. You know? And I mean like like, like I said earlier, the culture and the people is what sets you guys apart. Um obviously I'm I'm thrilled that you're opening up at least Summit location. Yeah. Because <laughs> I live yeah, at least Summit. We'll try to make you the first customer. But uh yeah, absolutely. I'll I'll come to the ribbon ceremony. But um I drive out of my way to come to you guys. Like, yeah, that's awesome, man. Like yeah. seriously, I mean, it's, it's, I'm, I'm I, all I, about relationships and I'm all about the way that I'm treated and the way that, you know, someone treats me. Mm-hmm. And when I walk in there, man, I mean, it's oh, just a different vibe. Well, <laughs> it's, like I said, I, I, we talked a little bit about Andy and his, and his podcast, but he gives away like our entire playbook on his podcast. And he's, he laughs because he's like, I'm going to give you guys exactly what I do. Just like if you watch the last dance, which of course, like, you watch the last dance. Oh, for right? sure. Yeah, yeah. Michael Jordan can tell you exactly what he does every day, and he doesn't care because you won't do it. Yeah, exactly. So he, he told you he'll tell you exactly what we do. We handwrite thank you cards. We we go door to door and let people know where we're at and what we do and hand out samples. We write out complimentary meal plans, start to finish, from certified sports nutritionists. You know what I mean? Like, just you're not going to be able to out hustle us. Yeah. So it's like here's the playbook. It's just the hard way the whole time. Which is, I mean, it's amazing. Um, to get back on track with, you know, 2016, your first store, a mm-hmm. year later, your second store. And then I feel like within, within a year, I guess, so you've got, we opened three and four, yeah. 135th street, Shawnee, you've got Liberty location mm-hmm. and I don't know the other locations. Olathe, and then we got a new one in uh, North in the Kansas city, like North area, like but near the airport in the zona Rosa area. Okay. Mm-hmm. So and I know you said that you're not where you where you guys want to be mm-hmm. but in 2016 is this where you expected you would be hmm. you know honestly i didn't know it was it was so tough man 2016 sucked yeah to be clear yeah man i mean i was working 90 hours a week um and like everybody that i'd met when i first moved here was just like you know where you know where you been i'm like dude you know exactly where i've been i have the same address every day from open to close swing by yeah, like, you know, please bring me some food. We don't yeah. get lunch breaks or anything, you know. So Kyle would open or I would work coming at 11 a.m. And or I would come in and open and he would come in at 11 a.m. We both pretty much stayed till close every day. And it was just like that. And so we went, I think, eight months before we let our staff work a shift without us being there. And uh, it was terrifying. And I'll never forget. It was a Sunday shift. We let a kid named Tyler and a kid named Spencer work the shift. And the place didn't burn down, it was, <laughs> and it was awesome. I had dinner it's with like my dropping. girlfriend and, and her family that night, and I was just like, man, I called a former employee who was, you know, who was still struggling in, in the corporate world, and I called him. I said, man, it was amazing. I just had dinner, and the money just still hit my account at the end. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh, I didn't do anything today as far as work goes. It's like money still went into my account. It's That's like crazy. dropping your kid off for the first time for a babysitter for you and your old lady to go get a bite to eat or go do anything and they're and they were happy when you picked them up yeah (laughs) and you're like this is amazing yeah yeah so so i mean i guess you you mentioned COVID 19 and Mm. that's kind of happening you guys are considered essential and obviously i'm wearing a kansas city community tee do you want to talk about that give me some insight on kind of where that idea came from i know you mentioned one of your 
uh, employees sort of uh, got the ball ball rolling on that? Or? For sure, for sure, yeah. So when 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 you know it's easy to talk about now, but back you know when they were first uh, talking about businesses shutting down, um, you know as you know as a as the boss or the leader in, in the in the company in the sense of you you have twenty five employees that are all looking at you like so are we all still going to have a job are we still going to be open and you know an honest question or the honest answer at the time was I don't know you know we don't know what the rules are going to be um, we were deemed essential we do sell vitamins minerals things that people need for their health um, and so it, I can be very clear like just because you're essential doesn't mean you were making money um, oh for sure you just open right I mean we just opened one of our locations but I mean this it's yeah you're just open for business yeah, right? exactly. And so that means you're, you're, you're free to pay rent and you're free to pay your employees. And, you know, you get a lot of overhead and uh, not a lot of demand because people are, are literally being shamed for leaving their house. And like, you know, you can't even, you know, even if I wanted to say, hey, everybody, we're having a sale. Like, it doesn't matter. You can't do that because then, you know, you're telling people they need to leave their house. So it was a really like hard thing to navigate. And we couldn't control, you know, what was going on as far as if you were deemed essential or not essential. We couldn't control um, aspects of trying to sell online. We're a franchise, you know, we're not corporate. We don't get to make those kind of calls. And so me and Kyle got our heads together and said, you know, what can we do to help out? And, um, we, we start first thought was to let's get a hold of all the trainers in town that are, that are, that are without right now. And let's kind of bring, let's just try to hand deliver them a care package. Let's just bring them a, a bag with some protein bars, some, some protein powder, some stuff that can hopefully, if they're having a hard time, this will actually will hopefully hold them over at least for a while until we get some more clarity on when, when we're going to be able to get back to work. And um, so we started with that, actually. We delivered 200 care packages, just freaking drove around Kansas City and hand-delivered these care packages for real. It was, it was a lot more work than we thought it was going to oh, be. Oh, for sure. And uh, Shay, our uh, community relations manager, she sent me some images of, like, Casey Strong, some different, like, you know, uh, shirt designs. And... Um, but there was no supplement superstore involvement. And I just simply asked her, why would we not, you know, use our, our platform uh, to help more people? And she just was thinking that maybe like corporate wouldn't okay it, et cetera. And I was like, you know, just let me worry about that. And so uh, we came up with the Kansas City community idea, the KC, you know, logo. And um, trying to make it no self-serving, like we didn't want to put an S2 logo on the front of that shirt or anything. It was just supposed to be all about obviously everybody else, not us. Yeah. And uh, just simply asked for donations. We, Me and Kyle paid for the shirts and hundred percent of every dollar that was donated is, is going to trainers. And actually after you and I get done talking, I'm talking to three trainers okay. uh, to figure out, you know, what we can do to help them. So I don't want to ask, but have you, like, are you still out donating money right now or kind of what's that, <clears throat> like, what's that process like for, um, no, feel free. And, you, and you're, you're strictly giving back to the people within the fitness community, trainers. And specifically gyms. the Kansas city fitness community, yes, yes, the local absolutely. fitness yeah, community. Yeah. You know what I mean? We had a lot of people reach out to us that were like, in Hayes, Kansas and stuff like that. I'm like, Hey man, I, you know, we'll see what we can do for you. But man, these are, these are for the people that live right here in Kansas city. You know what I mean? Like, I, you know, you just have to say, I'm sorry, man, we got to draw the line somewhere. And, yeah. um, these are the people that we know have helped us in some way, shape or form. And, you know, if there's money left over, uh, to help out somebody in Hayes, like we will, you know, just, we got to make sure we, we, uh, we do it for the people that got us here. So it really seems like you guys are, always at the forefront of something um, as far as like the Kansas city communities go, as far as the Kansas city fit passes go. Mm-hmm. Um, and are you still getting donations for the shirts as well? Yeah. Like we're actually coming to the store. We one? had a thousand shirts and uh, we, we got 15 grand. We raised 15 grand off of the shirts. Um, we've had talks of, of doing that shirt design again. Um, but we, we ran through those shirts pretty quick. 
and now it's the Casey Fitzshare pass that we're using to, to raise donations. And, um, truth be told, I think that we're gonna be able to help a lot of people. Um, you know, the amount of people that opted in, we had 170 trainers say they needed help. Wow. And, um, I mean, that's really tough if you're, if all you do is strictly train and your gym closes and, I mean, and you train one-on-one -on -one in person, you know, yeah. there's a lot of online training going on, obviously, but a lot of people so, don't, don't want to do zoom. And it's also a really yeah. good excuse for someone to be like, eh, well, Oh yeah. It's a hundred bucks. <laughs> How many people were working out that first week of shutdown? Right. Yeah. I saw a lot. I think it was like the, the greatest week in alcohol sales of all time. Yeah, man. I, that, that's what I do for a living is sell alcohol. Well, I ship alcohol. I don't right. sell it, but right. I mean to see the, the difference in like, all right, people are staying at home while people are just gonna get drunk and not go to the gym. I didn't live for two months and it yeah. sucked. It, it really played a, a huge role in like my mental health. It, it, it really fucked me over. Dude, I, <laughs> I can only imagine, man. No. If it makes you feel better, you look great. I appreciate it, man. Yeah. Uh, it took some time to get back um, and get back motivated. That's why I had to get, honestly, like that's where this whole Kansas City community thing started for me was I felt like I was slipping into some depression. I just felt like I didn't have any purpose. And I, and I, you know, I would turn around and I got my employees asking me like, Hey man, are we going to close? Like, am I going to still have a job? And I was like, dude, I got to be strong for these people. You know what I mean? Like, it's not about you. You know what I mean? Like I got to be a good leader. And For so, sure. uh, you know, I started 75 hard, which is a, you know, separate combo. Uh, you know, it's a, a, a mental toughness program. Right. Um, and start like, you know, what can we do? What can we do? And started racking our brains and just said, you know, here's what we can control right now. And let's try to do at least something for the community in a good way, you know, make a difference a different way. 75 strong. 75 hard. Hard. Yeah. So what's, so is that what you're currently doing right now? Mm -hmm. So you started that? No, no. Oh, no. okay. No, uh, Are you it, just saying like you started doing it? I started it. doing it. Thank okay. You. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I started like, doing oh, wow, it. Thank okay. you. Um, no, I'm just like day 50 right now. It's 75 days, no alcohol, drink a gallon of water, two workouts a day. One has to be outside, take a progress pick and follow a diet. That's it. How's that been going for you? Brutal. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like some are you days, results, though? Some, some days are easier than others. Absolutely, man. I think it's honestly like it's the first program I've ever followed where the byproduct is you're going to have a, a better, a better physique in the mirror. And I've been a kid, you know, just for everybody that's listening, you know, I've, I've struggled with my weight my whole life. I've been, you know, the chubby guy my whole life. And so I've lost 60 pounds and gained it back four times. Wow. And, uh, and I've seen life. you post about it and mm -hmm. you hold yourself accountable for people out there that are Dude, dealing with the same thing. It's, it's tough, man. I mean, I love food, you know, and sometimes I love working out and sometimes I don't, but I always love food. It's, it's, <laughs> so a, it's a tough, it's a tough uh, relationship. For it's sure. a, and I feel like we're kind of all over the place, but mm -hmm that's kind of what this podcast is for. Um, I feel like it's, it's a lot easier to, to stop the grind than it is to continue the grind, especially like in a time like this, or when you have a, an excuse to maybe not work out or maybe not eat clean. And then you get on like that one day where, you know, you have one cheat meal a week, but mm -hmm. then like I work in an office and guys are like, Hey, we're doing Buffalo wild wings today. And I've got like chicken and rice and avocado in the fridge. And they're like, ah, come on, man. And I'm like, no, yeah, it'll, it'll be what, good in the fridge tomorrow. Yeah, what's, yeah exactly. What's yeah. one meal, and then yeah. then it sits in the fridge another day, another day, another day, mm -hmm. and then I'm like, holy shit, that sounds all gross. My, now. Yeah. Probably all, it's probably <laughs> all old, and now you don't even want to yeah. eat it because it's I'll gross. Eat, I think I'll just eat bubble wild wings I, every day, dude. I think we've all been there, man. Yeah. So it's just it's momentum, you know. And 75 hard is a zero tolerance to to deviating from the plan. So you miss one little thing, and this is funny. I was day 21 on the program, and I forgot to take a progress pick. The easiest step you could possibly do. And I just didn't do it because I just, you know, it was so easy that I kept putting it off and then I literally forgot. And you, you the days kind of blur together after yeah. time. And, and I, I woke up and I had, I looked at my photos on my phone, nothing I could possibly use as an excuse as a progress pick. I mean, just 
I knew I just didn't do it. I had to start over again from scratch. I'd be coming up on like five days left if I had just <laughs> not done that damn progress pick and messed it, didn't mess it up. But it's, it's just the first diet program or program I've ever done where the, where the better physique is a byproduct of following it, but it's not a diet program. It's not about the scale. It doesn't make you uh, a slave to the diet at all. You it's know really I mean? just about like staying consistent and like, can you really put your mind, you know, and, and actually do this? Mm-hmm. Everybody always says, you know, focus on the process, not the result. And this is like a process program where it forces you to be nothing but focusing on the process. Otherwise, you know, you know, you don't care about the result at all. The result's just finishing it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Also just holding yourself accountable to starting over. Cause you could have saw that progress pick and realized you didn't do it and just kept going. But I dude, mean, it's cause remember it's a mental toughness thing. And so it's like, can you imagine like, like the, like how hard it would be on you mentally to, to tell my, my 25 employees that I did something <laughs> and I did and I know I didn't do it. You know what I mean? Like it yeah, just, stuff. it would, it would eat you alive. So, I mean like, um, you know, it's just an opportunity to have some, some humility and, and show them like, Hey, you know, we all make mistakes, but I'm going to, I'm going to write it, you know? And that's what being a good leader is all about. I've been a bad leader a lot to know the difference. Yeah. For real. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I think you're a great leader. I appreciate um, it. Um, I mean, I see the things that you do in the community. Um, I think you're pretty well, known well-respected um and i think that you are continually doing um a lot of great things here um i think obviously your your main goal and soap and superstore and is to obviously make money to grow a business to scale a business to probably be in the position that andy is in um because he looks like he's obviously a multimillionaire. If he made a company that did two hundred million dollars yeah. last year, he's doing just fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's you got know, multiple uh, companies now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, I look at the dude's Instagram page, and it's like, oh, here's a private jet. Here's this. Here's that. Mm. Um, so he's fine, but I, I do appreciate the the idea of a business owner who also cares about his community. Um, and maybe that's the the biggest difference in this the supplement superstore. And I think that's the greatest idea of even spreading out into a franchise is that all of you came from the same model, but it's the same model of of giving back. Mm-hmm. So like if I if I'm in Chicago and I open up a supplement superstore, um, obviously I'm gonna I'm gonna focus on the Chicago community. Mm-hmm. But it's like not like opening a GNC, right? Where there's a certain model that you go by. There's a GNC on every single corner. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I've also noticed about you is that your turnover rate is like extremely low. And it, I might be wrong, but mm-hmm. I feel like I see the same people in there. That's the last. It's pretty low. We we've just. We don't have a lot of turnover. We just had a lot of new hires, right? Because you're opening up new locations. But um, if you don't, if and this is really, you know, I, I can sum all this up real easy. We have a core value set that we we go by, and a lot of, I think we've all been through an orientation at work where they're like, "Here's our core values." Yeah. They like, you know, it's on the back of some pamphlet that you never read, and it's they, on the wall in the break room. Right, right. Um, we have like the opposite of that. Um, we live by them. We hire. We fire by them. If you ever have been fired from supplement superstores, it's it's an exact example of how you didn't follow these core values. And um, what are those, if I can ask? Sure, there's ten of them. But I mean, I'll tell you the ones that you're gonna like, you know, be able to you know, really great, like the ones that you've already mentioned. You know, be selfless, um, stay humble, always be learning. Um, my my personal favorite is believe, because if you don't believe, then the rest of the core values aren't gonna be worth a damn. And so we have a believe award that we gave out last year to Freddie, which you know Freddie Ford. Um, he won our Believe Award, and, you know, if it wasn't for Freddie believing as hard as he did, right, then the rest of the staff wouldn't believe so much. And so when you mention, like, how all the staff are the same or that, you know, they, they're like, they're all different, but, you know, they all stand for the same stuff, it's because they all stand for the same core values. It's just how we do things, and, and I think it gives a lot of our staff a lot of purpose. It makes them feel really good about genuinely helping people. And 
you know, it's just a beautiful thing to actually know that what you're doing is making a genuine difference when people come in and they've lost a hundred pounds. Some we've had somebody lose 200 pounds, no surgery, you know, just, yeah, I've seen, uh, it's wild. I don't know. I know that I think she used to work with Shay and I think she works with JP now too, but Katie, mm-hmm. I know she does a lot of yeah, shopping. So absolutely. Like, Katie Rousey. She's amazing. I mean, dude, her. Dude, one of the, one of the best <laughs> transformations I've ever seen. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. And I told her that, I mean, I, I've seen some crazy ones, you know, and she's, she's like incredible, fully committed, you know, st- sticking to the plan. And I, I don't know her very well. You know, mm-hmm. I think we follow each other on Instagram, but like, I don't really know her, but she strikes me as someone that'll never go back. No doubt, man. Like, no, yeah, she's a different person. Something dramatic's going to have to happen for her to revert back to, you know, where she came from. Mm-hmm. I mean, and she still loves food, too. We talk uh, about it all the time. Her and I, we, we like to have some fat kid stories as far as what we like to get into, but. I mean, you got to enjoy it's a, it from time to time. No doubt. No doubt. It's just, man, you know, you just, you have to remember how it feels to, to value yourself, you know, to actually love yourself and treat yourself with respect. And, um, you know, sometimes it's easier to do than others, you know what I mean? But that quarantine hitting and no, having no accountability and having no expectations, like no, like if you decided to stay home and, and drink all day, no one would have known and no one really would have cared. You know what I mean? It's not like you had anything else you could have done. My, you know, my girlfriend <laughs> and kid would have cared or noticed. Right, that. right. <laughs> yeah. I'm a bachelor still, I live alone. So I mean, like, it's just one of those things where, man, it's like, those are the easiest times to say, you know, Hey, what's the point? Right. You know, no one else well, is, no one else is trying. Why do I need to? I tell people all the time, um, <clears throat> excuse me the the biggest um the most amazing thing about like being in fitness and like i'm not a i'm not in i don't make money on fitness i'm pretty knowledgeable i i, I understand a lot of things but i'll say the biggest thing is just seeing the, the way that your body at you know the adaptations that your body creates and the way that you can watch yourself transform in the mirror um and then continue to learn and just like the amount of friends that i've, I've made within the fitness community like you freddie all these guys mm-hmm. um jp ryan like all these guys <clears throat> aaron sawyer yeah, great people. Um, and it's just a, it's an, it's a, it's an ever evolving like process. But it's a, it's an amazing thing to get into. I tell people all the time: if you're struggling with anything, if you have addiction problems, if you have have issues with depression, if you have whatever it may be, and if you go to the gym and just start working out, it's something about watching yourself change in the mirror, watching yourself go from doing ten pound dumbbells to twenties to thirties mm-hmm. to forties, going to 50s, through the struggle, man, to bench pressing. Yeah. You know, it's like it's. It's, you, you play sports growing up, Dom? Yeah, for sure. A hundred percent, man. I mean, like you galvanized your team when you guys went through the suck together, right? Your two a days, your early morning workouts. That's when your team became a team. You know what I'm saying? I, mean, I was talking about sports movies on my Instagram today, man. Remember the Titans when they all took those kids and they put them out in the college, like they had them doing those long runs at 5 a.m. or in the middle of the night, you know, like dude, that's when the team becomes a team. And so when you're feeling down, man, all you got to do is go go to the gym and and, and put in some struggle. I mean, why do you think CrossFit culture is so amazing? Everybody suck. Everybody going through all that together, every class. And they bust their fucking balls. Mm-hmm. That and shit. they have this unbelievable respect for each other because they know they put in the work the same as the guy next to them. And that's why everybody thinks like if they, <laughs> they do CrossFit, like they, people have like to like to make fun of CrossFitters or something because like, you know, their culture, or they're a cult. And it's like, yeah, I mean, like go through a class and, the not, most, and not feel closer to those people. They are the most consistent, hardworking people I've ever met and mm-hmm. the most fit people I've ever met. No doubt. I have never met a non-jacked and they're Honestly, usually really successful people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, like financially, they're usually the, by far, I mean, yeah, the membership's a little high too, well, yeah. but like, I mean, they, for real, like they, you know, it's just, um, it's a very consistent theme and I've been, um, very much privileged to know some really great CrossFit gyms and some great CrossFit coaches over the course of my career. And they're all just solid people first. You know what I mean? I mean, they, they look out for one another. I did the, the pilot to meet at Brave Enough CrossFit and mm-hmm. I don't know if this guy owns it or whatever his name was. I, I see him in JP's gym from time to time and he was 
He's a guy who's a bit bigger, and then he got jacked all of a sudden. I can't think of what his name is. I know he's got a clothing brand. Um, but, yeah, uh, to mimic what you said, yeah, they're amazing people. Um, to kind of get back on the supplement Superstore mm-hmm. side of things, and you're, you're obviously a business owner, what are your um, – you said you're not where you want to be, obviously, but mm-hmm. you, you may not be – obviously, 10 years ago, you didn't expect you would be here. Um, like, what are your future goals? Um, are you – do you see yourself um, – opening up in other states you see yourself staying within the kansas city market do you see you know yourself branding out outside of supplement superstore i mean do you have any other business ventures you plan on getting into um i think uh i absolutely would be lying if i said i don't think about other business ideas all the time it's just in my nature i love it i mean i, I absolutely love talking about business i love talking about what ideas we could we could turn into a business you know what i mean um but i would say that first off our number one goal right now is that if someone buys a supplement in Kansas city, it should be at supplement superstore. We have the best prices. We have the most knowledgeable staff. I mean, like we have the best selection. Why would we, why would you not buy it at supplement superstore is my rally cry to my staff. And so that's our goal is just, you know, to try to spread our message to as many people as possible. And honestly just get people results because a lot of people's first thought when they buy a supplement is like, does this work? And it's like, of course, it's just, am I going to buy this multivitamin and am I going to lose 50 pounds? Yeah. Yeah. It's expectations. Right. So yeah. it's like, I, I mean, I asked, you know, you went into a hardware store, you don't like ask if a hammer works. Let's just make sure you need a hammer for the job. If I yeah. found out you get a drive in a thousand nails, I'd say, well, let's get you a nail gun, yeah. you know? <laughs> and like naturally the customer is like, well, you're just trying to upsell me, you know? And like, well, I'm just, it sounds like your job needs a different tool. And that's pretty much supplement stores in general is really the hardest struggle is just trying to educate the customer and not come across like a, in a way of either one being pushy or two, you're trying to like upsell them something. Uh, and when in reality, most people just have that thought of, does this work or not? And it's like, yeah, but it, it's probably like the fifth most important thing for what you bought. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like someone comes in, um, let's say someone comes in to like buy a spoiler for a car to make it go faster. And you're like, but your tires are bald. You know what I mean? So it's like, I'm not saying don't buy your spoiler. It's a good brand. It's a good quality. I'm not talking smack on your, on your spoiler. I just really wish you'd get tired. Well, you, adri- you, sh- you should probably address this first. <laughs> right. <laughs> and it's like, oh, I know what you're doing, man. You're just trying to sell me those tires. Yeah. And that's like a, it's honestly like that, that kind of a situation is the most common thing. I mean, so to answer your question directly, we a hundred percent want to open more stores. Kyle and I's goal is to open a hundred locations. We want to open up, uh, we have five or six other markets we're looking at as far as wanting to open up those markets as well in the long term. Um, but first and foremost, we need to make sure that we leave Kansas City in good hands. And we're not moving anywhere. We're not leaving. But, yeah. you know, our goal is to do exactly what Andy and Chris did for us with our best people that have been loyal to us all over these years and give them the opportunity to do the same thing and open up their own in these other markets. Do you see, do you see yourself getting more into the corporate mind of doing things? Or do you see yourself continuing to be in the franchise? Because you, you, you mentioned corporate earlier. Mm-hmm. So obviously they still have a a pretty big role in the licensing of the brand, I would imagine, and things that the brand can do. Mm-hmm. Do you see yourself going to that aspect of things? Like you said, you're trying to, you would like to put people in the position that you were in. Um, is that something you'd be interested in or? Yeah, I think um, <clears throat> all, all it is, is it's just management, right? You're just managing a, a bigger crop of people. And so, yeah, I think that as I, as I mean, I don't deal with customers on a one-to-one basis anymore, which, um, you know, that used to be my purpose, right? You'd get so much purpose out of your job, just helping people one-on-one day in and day out at the counter. Um, and now I have to help my staff. And so part of me helping my staff is putting them in a position where they can make more money 
and, and provide for their families, their future families. We've got a lot of young people that work for us that are growing up with us, you know, in the brand. And so I'm going to have to help them navigate those waters when they come to them. And so, you know, if it, if it comes across as a more corporate role, maybe, but to me, it's just making sure that the people that have been bleeding for us for years are put in the best position to be successful. Okay. Um, well, I meant more or less, um, like what, what is corporate's role in soap and superstore? I guess I should to get a better understanding. They ship that. us our product. Okay. That's about it. <laughs> <laughs> I laugh because it's like, yeah, pretty much that's, we, you know, they send out the emails and you yeah. send them a check every month or every year, every week. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we don't we don't miss those payments during COVID nineteen. They they collected. Yeah, yeah. They're I mean they're great people. I mean we we owe them everything honestly. Like we we are a hundred percent happy to be a part of a Southern Superstores organization. But I have an entrepreneurial spirit. I really really love um, creating. You know, and um, it's like the opposite of what a franchise is. <laughs> they say here's the playbook, run it. Yeah, and I want to like create new pages. But it's a know? really good playbook. Hmm? It's obviously you know, worked. The KC community shirt is not in the playbook, right? Yeah. But giving back definitely is, right? So, um, you know, we we've we just came up from underneath that 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 umbrella for so long, and and so now it's also one of the core values, right? Selflessness. Mm-hmm. Be selfless. Yeah. Be selfless. Mm-hmm. Be disciplined. You know, there's another great one, and these are the things that like we try to uh, to emulate, you know, day in and day out, and how we act with people. And so, I think that you know, eventually, I'm gonna have to do something for me just to feel good. I need to, I need to create, I need to do, um, you know, something that feels like it's a hundred percent mine and I don't have to ask for permission. Yeah. But you know what, that's probably years down the road. And I would, again, I want to, I think it'd be smart of us to, to ensure that we're investing back in our company and our playbook that's working. You know, um, one of the, the, one of the best pieces of advice I was ever given was there's two ways you can be successful, like really successful. And that is start your own brand from scratch, your own business from scratch, um, and do it all yourself, which is very difficult, right? Um, that's why most businesses fail. And then the other one is find a brand that you absolutely love and a company that you absolutely love and go do whatever you can for the lowest amount of money possible for as long as you possibly can with that company to build equity in yourself. So then you can eventually siphon equity of the company to yourself. Does that make sense? So it's like, go work for free if you can, you know what I mean? If possible and just build value in yourself, just provide service, help value to whoever you respect the most and work for as long as you possibly can until they trust you, bring you in and then eventually give you a piece of the pie because of your, of your loyalty and how much and how hard you worked for them. And that's that's really all what you did. A hundred (laughs) percent. And Kyle and myself both did that. And we've had a lot of other people, I mean, gosh, probably 500 people at least that worked for corporate that were trying to do the same thing, you know, but eventually they quit or they, they thought that there was a better opportunity or grass was greener elsewhere and they just didn't stick it out. I mean, Kyle, we're definitely not the best guys when we started, not even close, you know, um, we just didn't quit. So Kyle, Kyle seems like more of the, is he more of the background kind of guy? Mm-hmm. He does our operations okay. and uh, he, he's a phenomenal dude. And I've met him a couple of times, but it's, mm-hmm. I feel like I know yeah. you better. I see you more, but yeah, I mean, my role is definitely um, um, trying to work in the community more. You're, you're more of the Andy, and he's more of the the Chris. The Chris, okay, yeah. <laughs> and we laugh about that because like Chris is Chris and Kyle are so not similar, right? But what's funny is like Kyle, since we've opened, um, you know, this was a pretty pretty big wrinkle in the business when we first opened, and we were like a few months in to us being open, right? And Kyle comes to me and he's like, "Hey, man, we didn't really plan this, but." We got a baby on the way. 
and it was like, oh shit. So this needs to work. We need to make this make this work for sure. And you might not be able to work as many hours here soon. You know, so that was really hard for him when we when he when he, whenever Clara was born, his first daughter. He's got another one on the way coming in like a month. But oh. but Kyle, um, he's he's got a wife, he's got kids. I'm you know, I, I don't. And uh I don't have a um, you know, I don't have a wife and I don't have any kids. And so um it's been very easy for me to get out and meet new people. I moved to Kansas City knowing literally one person that lived here. Really? Really, really. So it's funny when you say like, a, you know, I'm, I'm a well-known person or like, I'm like, oh, really? Because I don't know. I mean, like, I didn't know anybody when I moved here. Not a soul. You built and yourself up though, man. I, I mean, dude, I mean, I honestly, like I said, it's just you know, one conversation at a time and really actually try to help people. And Kansas City is yeah. like a, it's a, it's a really small, big city too, though. Mm-hmm. I think especially so in fitness, right? It's you, really easy to meet, you know, and especially in fitness. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, you'll, you'll follow someone on Instagram for a year and a half who works out at the same, at a gym across, you know, and at OGKC and you work out at Genesis and eventually you'll link up with them and then you'll become friends. And that's how I've met, you know, some of these people like Aaron, I didn't know who the hell he was. Really? We had a mutual yeah. friend yeah. who I played semi-pro football with and we just became friends on Facebook, Instagram, followed each other. And then yeah. one day we worked out together. At bench day in the garage? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I saw that. <laughs> I think that was the first time we ever hung out. Yeah. Um, and, it transformed that he's one of my, you know, he's one of my, I, I would consider him a good friend. He's um, a really good dude. Yeah, man. Uh, but yeah. So what, and I know you got to go, so we'll, we'll, we'll get out of here soon, but what are some of the pros and the cons of owning a business? Cause also the whole purpose of, and this is a new concept of a podcast I'm running. Mm-hmm. So obviously you're a person who interests me. Um, I think that you are a business owner. You've obviously run a successful business and you learned from someone else who was extremely successful um, but I always want people to take away something that they can learn from this. I mm-hmm. think obviously you've given a shit ton of gems throughout this and just who you are as far as staying committed, staying focused and just, you know, realizing that there's always grass, you know, there'll, there'll be greener grass eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, but what are some of the, the pros and cons of, of running a retail business? Okay. Cons would be if you like are in a job where you feel like you could do it better than the way they're doing it and you can't not think about it every day, then you should do it yourself. That would be like my advice I'd give there. As far as a pro goes, um, you, you get freedom eventually. You know what I mean? Like I have freedom. If I don't want to go into work, I don't actually have to, right? You're, you are your own boss, right? But unfortunately, like if you love what you do, like the game, if you will, becomes the boss. And yeah. like you can't quit it. You can't turn it off. I mean, like the amount of relationships that have failed for me where I'm like trying to be in the moment, but I just can't, you know, I mean, my mind is elsewhere. And I you can't love help it, it so much. Yeah. I can't help it. You know, I mean, I'm just, we're not where we need to be yet. I don't feel comfortable. I got to keep that fire lit and I'm just constantly thinking, what else can I be doing? What else can I be doing? And I can't like focus on, you know, how your asparagus tastes at dinner. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I think that's the, the biggest difference between success and failure. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people get complacent and a lot of people never make it to where they want to make it to. Mm-hmm. And, I'm trying to get to this level and I always tell myself I need to, but my biggest thing is start today, not tomorrow. And you strike me as someone who's pretty similar to that. Obviously sometimes you started your fitness plans over again, but when it comes to your business, Mm -hmm. um, you've remained focused because you have a bigger goal in mind Mm -hmm. and you haven't hit that goal. So there is no opportunity to, you know, obviously you can still, you're a bachelor, you have a lot of free time. Mm -hmm. Like you said, it's always on your mind on how can I continue to grow this? How can I continue to scale this and get to where, I don't know, do you want a Bentley one day? 
Do you want? I, I don't know what your uh, goals are. <laughs> it's all good, man. I want a I want a classic Bronco. I want a, a '67 through a '76. One of those years. That's my next car I'm gonna buy. I already know it. I actually filmed one on the way here. <laughs> really? I swear. Uh, driving down the highway, just like jealous as all hell because it's a beautiful day for it, and he's got the top off of it. And so, I mean, I got some goals. You know, honestly, dude, I never thought about what I would do if I actually had a lot of money. And I need to start shopping for. Part of being successful is shopping for stuff you can't afford and like actually shopping. Don't just say you want a big house, like find the exact house that you want to move into. That's a real house. That's possible for you to maybe buy one day in your city, go find it, research it, who lives there, knock on their door, say I'm going to buy your house one day. And I'm dead serious. I would do that. That's uh so funny. You mentioned that that's what Russell Simmons did. No shit. So he left a, he's, le- he's pretty successful guy. Very. <laughs> he, he told a story about so how he created Def Jam he, for all those who don't know. Yeah. That. He, he found a house that he, he loved and he said, one day I'm going to live in this house. And so he wrote a letter, put it in the mailbox and told these people one day I'm going to buy your house. And one day he bought that house. Mm-hmm. And I mean, Dreams do come to fruition. It's just about how hard you want to grind and how yeah. much work you want to put in. Do you vision every day? Yeah. I mean, so the, so like to get back to the original question, the cons of owning a business are not being able to turn it off. And so it's a living, breathing baby at all times. And you have to make sure that you have people that you can truly trust to take care of it for you. And that was the by far the hardest part. And I think that's the hardest part for any business owner is that you know that your passion, if you're an owner operator, like you got it, you know, you're fine. Because you, if you really love what you do, you're, you're going to be successful. You're yeah. going to be able to, you're going to be able to pay your own bills. You know what I mean? But eventually, how can you possibly get someone to be bought, bought in 100 percent to your business and and work for it just like you do as the owner? If you can't give them some kind of piece of ownership in return one day, because eventually they're going to be asking for more, and, and you might not be able to give it to them. Yeah. the business can only give you so much money, so you're going to have to be able to open up too, and that is going to be really difficult. If you cannot scale it, if you cannot mimic that over again. So the cons, like I said, it's just, you're going to have to make that your number one priority when you open a business and you're just going, you're just going to, until you can get it to a position where you have a staff that can emulate what you do, at least, at least 80% of what you do. Cause they're never going to be as good as you if you're the owner operator, they just won't. And so that's why it's like businesses that are super successful are the ones that are the best scaled, right? Like my coffee tastes the same at every Starbucks I go to. That's pretty incredible. Yeah. You know, the subway is really scant on the meat. Yeah. Like what subway <laughs> I go to, but that's Chipotle, just, that's, same thing. <laughs> exactly, man. And they always say the same thing, right? Like the guac costs extra. You're like, I know. Yeah. You know, but they I've say it every time because that's a quality franchise and that's why they're all open and they're never closing. You guys are like the Chick-fil-A of supplements. Dude, I'd like to say Chick-fil-A is like us. You know, I love to say that because Chick-fil-A gets so much credit for being good at service. And I'm like, man, we do so much more have than you ever, Have you ever been in my store? Like, dear God, <laughs> have you ever been to a supplement superstore? My God, we hand deliver your supplements to you and we don't charge you. Matter of fact, they tried to give you money to do it. <laughs> that was your story. Yeah. They tried to give you money to take you supplements. Yeah. So for anyone who, <laughs> who's, we, me and uh, Jeff talked about this before we started recording, the First or second time I had ever made a purchase at Supplement Superstore. I don't know why, but I could not come to the store physically at that moment. But I was either going to come on my lunch break or I was going to come after work. And it was the opposite direction of where I lived. And Shay answered the phone. And this was 2016. Mm -hmm. Um, And I basically told her, you know, do you guys have this in stock? She said, yeah, we have it. And I was like, okay, well, I'll come by here. I'm not sure if I'll be able to make it today. or I don't know the exact story. 
but I know that she was like, well, I'll just bring it to you. And I was like, all right, do you want to take my card over the phone? And she's like, I'll just use my card and pay for it. And I was like, cool. All right. Yeah. <laughs> this is what we're doing. Uh, showed up to my office. I had never met her before. I had never, <clears throat> like I said, I'd only been, I'd only shopped with you guys twice mm -hmm. and you were the person I had shopped with. Mm -hmm. Um, she brought them to my office. She called me when she was there and I think it was like $50 and some change or $52. And I either had $40 or $60 cash and Shay wanted to just take the $40 and she might not even remember this story or she does and just go ahead and lose 10 bucks on product that she just purchased. So the company's already been paid mm -hmm. and she's out of the, out of the whole 50 bucks to a guy she doesn't know. You know, I mm -hmm. could have not just, I could have just called her back and be like, ah, fuck it. I don't want that. Right. You know, <laughs> yeah. um, but she was I, like voluntarily saying yeah. like, I'll just take, I'll just give you $10 of my own. Money. Exactly. You know, yeah. oh, don't worry about it. If you don't have 50, and exactly. she drove to you off the clock too. Yeah. Um, clear. And you know, I, I ended up convincing her to take the $60, but I think that was like the breaking point for me to recommend anybody and, to you and guys. Dude, and as a business owner, I'll never forget this because we only had one location and we'd only been open for like a very short amount of time and you left us a badass review. And I remember that. I did? You left us a badass review on Google. That's what I do, man. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm a very honest guy. Mm -hmm. And I tell, I tell all my, I have a lot of friends in business. Mm -hmm. Um, and I tell them all the time, I don't shop with you. And I'll tell you this, I don't shop with you because I like you mm -hmm. or because you're my friend or whatever. You're my acquaintance. I shop with you because you sell a product that's good. That's why I shop with you. And I think that that's what anyone in business should want. I don't want my friends to come buy this product because I don't want my friends to listen to this podcast yeah, because they're my friends. This ain't a fundraiser. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like, don't buy this just because you're trying to help me out. Yeah, no, I want yeah. you to believe in the the product that I'm pushing. Mm -hmm. And if you believe in it and then I've, I've, I shit you not, I've sent probably 50 people to supplement superstores. Mm -hmm. And every single person has told me the exact same story. And so for anyone out there listening who's never been to a supplement superstore, you should probably go because it's going to change your outlook on the fitness industry, especially when you're buying supplements, because it's going to be someone who's going to get you what you need, not what you want or not what they want you to get. Mm -hmm. You know, you guys are first form. And, mm -hmm. I, and I, I will say, like, obviously, I think that you guys push it but not to like a crazy extent. You're just like, Hey, this is really good protein. But the bottom line is it is really good protein. It mm -hmm. just happens to be, we sell it and we're the only ones that sell it. Mm -hmm. But if I was like, ah, I like this one, they're like, all right, cool. You know, it's not like yeah, we actually, trying to convince me to be like, no, you should really get this. They one really now. just love that. Brand. Like most yeah, people, it's, it's a great it, brand. Right? So yeah, it's, it's tough, man. Cause like, dude, we had to struggle with that a lot back in before we opened in Kansas city. So yeah, first form is, is, like I make less money on first form than I do in other brands. And that's the truth. I mean, like if you bought an Isoflex by Allmax, which we've all heard of, that's a great product. It's a great quality. Um, we make more money on buy, on, on selling an Isoflex. Truth be told, and Allmax was already pretty established here when we got here. Uh, all the smoothie shops sold it. And so the big difference was is that people come back and buy Formula One again and again and again because they love it and they taste so good. And people don't come back as often for Isoflex. And that's just by the numbers we can see in the computer. So if I had to pick between the two, I'd say most people like that one more. And people end up getting it. You know what I'm saying? And then over time, it just happens like and I might that. as well just recommend it because, yeah. you know, 85% of our yeah. clientele I buys know it. I know, you're, and I know you're not going to return it. You know yeah. what I mean? Because you're going to love it. You know? And so uh, and a lot of our guys just let them try it in the store with their own stuff. They'll just mix up their own Formula One or whatever. It's right there on the spot just to make sure they love it before they buy it. That's, too. Also, that's also just a – there is so much that I could say – to, to get people to come to your store. And I'm not just trying to do this for, for whatever, just cause you're on my show. It's just the difference. Like, honestly, I should one day go to 
I should do a review and go to your store, Vitamin Shop, and GNC. And to be honest with you, I'm not sure how many GNCs are still around. I feel like they're a, a slowly dying breed because um, I don't know where one is, honestly. Yeah, we um, could talk all day about that, man. We have some real like history I, there. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I really think they're a dying we, breed. We, we need them, though, because it gives us a, a basis of uh, comparison, right? Like, yeah. You're, you don't know how good you have it coming into an S2 if you haven't been to those other stores. But, dude, we, we just, I mean, honest to God, man, we're just trying to make a difference in, in, in customer service is near and dear to us, uh, to Kyle, myself. I notice every service, I'm a snob, dude, a total snob when I go into places. It's bad. It's, it's terrible to go into a restaurant with me. Like, I just, I care so much about, do doing, about doing a good job. And to have people, like, on their phone or, like, even checking their Apple Watch while they're trying to, like, do their job, it's just infuriating for me. So I'm just saying, like, dude... I would love for someone to tear our store apart and tell us what we could do better because I would love to get better. So please, if you haven't been in, go in and just, you guys are too give, nice. Give me an honest opinion. <laughs> like give me an honest opinion and, and tell me what you like more. And, and I'd love to get better from start to finish. What is your idea of the perfect customer service in your store? When someone walks in that door, who's never been in there, and it's almost like you guys are you guys look, are memorize everybody. Look, I coach this, so I can tell you right now, very <laughs> easily. When you walk in, the customer, the best service experience is if I'm a if I'm a customer walking in, I should know by the way that my staff says hello that they're happy to be at work and they're happy to help me. Just in the way that they say it. It can't be like, Hey guys, it's hey guys, how's your day going? Like I'm pleasant as hell and I'm happy that you're here. I would love to help you. You know, that's how it should come across, right? And then it's give them their space, read the customer. Do they want to help? Do they not want help, right? Do they know what they're doing already? And um, in the best service experience is going to be purely based on the customer getting everything they could ever want from a retail experience and leaving saying specifically, wow. They should say, wow. They should feel compelled to want to tell a friend because of the experience they had. And it might not have nothing to do with education. It might have nothing to do with supplements. It might have just been simply that the person they talked to took such a genuine interest in them and really actually cared about them and actually wanted to help all the way, like actually solve the problem all the way. So we have someone coming in for a product we don't carry. We'll call the where we'll actually know who does carry it more so really? than the customer. And we'll call that store and say like, hey, do you have this in stock? I got Catherine here. She's coming over. What flavor were you looking for, Catherine? Do you have the fruit punch one in stock? Okay, could you please set that aside? It's this much money, Catherine. You know, Terry over at Vitamin Shop has it. She's going to come over and grab it for me. And that's just like. And that'll bring her back into your store. Dude. Because who the hell sends yeah. someone? Yeah. No, nah, we don't have that. I don't know where you can get it at. That's what, you know, that's what a normal oh, I'm sorry, person we don't would. carry it. Yeah. yeah. But no, it's just like, what else can I do? Right. Yeah. I mean, dude, I have a hilarious video from our first store where we changed a girl's tire in the parking lot. We have an, we have an award literally called go the extra. That's one of our core values. Go yeah. the extra mile. We have a go in the extra mile award. And so we've had like, I mean, just countless stories of those. It's like, you know, we ever, you know, I'm sure you've heard, you know, if you're anything in business and marketing, like how amazing Nordstrom customer service is. We try to have those stories where it's like, they're going to be told for 20 years, like go into a gym before they open and clean the entire thing. So when the owners get there, they're just like, who the hell cleaned this? And yeah. it's just like, oh, the cleaning fairies at S2 just decided to stop by. You I know? can tell you, I remember my, I can remember, the, I remember the first time I ever stepped foot in your store. I don't remember the first time I've ever stepped foot in GNC or what's crazy is though anything is, like but that. But Dom, I remember the first time you stepped foot in my store too. <laughs> that's and nuts. That's what's nuts. Yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, you know, for someone to to have a conversation with me on ingredients, on you know the way that this this uh, this supplement is manufactured, 
um, to what it actually does in my body as far as like, um, you know, the what in my anatomy and all that. Like I see Dylan mm-hmm. all the time. He's posting all this stuff. He'll be on the damn <laughs> chalkboard or whatever. And he's talking yeah. about this is what creates, you know, it's bioavailability. Like, yeah. <laughs> you yeah, know, like, yeah, yeah. Um, but that stuff's important to me, to, mm-hmm. to me at least, maybe not everybody else. Well, I, mean, I think just, to, if you're trying to get a result and, you know, it's a variable that makes a difference in that result, I would love to know it before I bought it. Yeah. You know, do you think that all of that helps keep your customer acquisition down? Is that something you pay attention to as a business owner? Customer acquisition like down? As, like as far as like your cost to. Oh, cost to acquire a to customer? A, yeah. So we, we put very little uh, money in customer acquisition. We put actually four times of our budget goes into customer. Um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Retention. Retention. Thank you. Sorry. So yeah, customer retention is actually like at the forefront of what we do. We, we feel like if we do such an amazing job in the store that it'll force word of mouth, which is why I wanted you to leave saying, wow, right? I have to tell somebody about this experience, Yeah. right? So, you, so you've already, you've told me that like our business model has worked really well for you because you've told 50 people. And we hope that those 50 people each told 50 people themselves. Yeah. I mean, the fact that I left your store and some guy wrote me a damn letter, you know, <laughs> a handwritten letter yeah. at that, you know, yeah, yeah, but like, usually you'll get that stuff in the mail and you can tell it's like bogus. You know, right, it looks right. like handwritten, but it's really not. That's the I'm worst. Like, I'm like, no, this dude really that, wrote this. That makes me that <laughs> makes me double down on never wanting to do business. With oh, absolutely. Because I know that you sent this to a million people in, in the exact same wording, the right. exact same format. But instead, and then maybe this guy didn't remember. I know that you guys have a, a POS system and you have mm-hmm. all this information. But the fact that you were able to send me a letter and say, hey, man, how was that all max free you bought? Oh, how it, was that first form? I, I remember you saying that you weren't a huge fan of the <clears throat> of the, the mint chocolate or whatever. But, mm-hmm. you know, you tried Something it. Something personal and, to yeah. the conversation that you guys had. Yeah. I mean, it's, it has to be a personal card. It can't be like a generic, hey, man, thanks for coming in. And you can't be. And you're selling a product that anybody can get anywhere. Yeah. And I think that's the, the hardest part of retaining a customer because yeah you can come in one time and buy this protein but then i can get online like vitamin shop price matches so i could literally come to your store and say something superstore has it for 49.99 but actually probably not from you guys it's not online yeah but anywhere else i get on amazon get on anywhere else and i know vitamin shop will price match that best thing ever when we're out of a product and i want to get it for a customer i can just price match vitamin shop and tell them that supplement superstore sells it for this price (laughs) because it's cheaper at our store and I just go get it for the price that we would sell it to a customer for from Vitamin Shop and then give it to the person. Like, I'll drive over to Vitamin Shop and buy your favorite flavor of one bars because we're out of them. Yeah. But I don't want you to have to go in there. I want to condition you to always think that you can always come to S2 to get your stuff. I don't want to send you anywhere else. So I'll just go buy them from there, bring them to our store, and hand them to you. And I can talk to you about maybe a product that you don't carry and maybe you would consider carrying it. Mm-hmm. Well, 100% we have to. You know what I mean? We'll special order any of that stuff in and... Um, you know, the thing that I would make sure that I want people to understand and hear in this is like the, the, uh, some great advice that I was given once is that the value to a customer in any kind of, um, transactional setting, you should take pride in all of your inefficiencies. Like, for example, we talked about the card getting, you know, the master printed 10,000 copies of the same card sent to every address. Of course it takes longer and way way more inefficient to handwrite a thank you card and handwrite the address for sure i mean i work in sales so i understand the idea of if 50 people came into your store yesterday mm-hmm. and you got 50 new addresses and the amount of time it's going to take that employee to write those 50 letters mm-hmm. and what he could be doing better with his time or the fact that the, your employee believes in the brand so much he goes home and does it off mm-hmm. the clock you know so i it's definitely I, been done yeah, yeah. <laughs> for sure I, yeah. I, I imagine it does yeah so it's 
I mean, dude, we, we've had, we used to, we, we don't write cards to every single customer for sure. You know, um, I think that would devalue it quite a bit, but I think if you have a, a meaningful interaction uh, or a conversation with someone where there was a solid takeaway there, um, it's a nice touch to show them that, you know, you really did think it was a meaningful conversation. I wasn't just at work. I know I'm, I'm wearing this polo and this name tag and I'm on the clock, but you know, I really enjoyed this conversation regardless of, you know, the setting, you know, and that, I think that card really reaffirms it and makes it into a genuine relationship and not just a, uh, you know, that guy that sold me some stuff. Yeah, you know? for sure. And he, he was, guys, and he was nice. Yes. Bring sure. the, the community back. Cause I work in, I do business development for a freight company. And so I'm on the phone a lot, um, growing business, but I'm also on the phone with like distributors, with warehouses, trying to set other things up for my customers. And all the time I do this a lot. And no matter where I call, if I call your store, if I call the dealership, I always answer uh, when someone answers the phone, I go, Hey, how you doing today? Yeah. doesn't matter what I'm, what I'm about to call about. I, I always it. ask that love it. all the time. People on the other line are like, puzzled by it like, thank you man yeah you're like you're like yeah what well, first off i'm a human and you're a human yeah let's or, establish that or i'll even get like i get a lot of people that are like okay what do you want right well, they always assume i have something to sell or whatever it may right. be and so that's kind of what i like like you said writing the cards and the meaningful interactions it's like that i like about coming in there sometimes yeah obviously i don't come in there for the fucking small talk yeah but it happens mm -hmm. and i don't mind it mm -hmm. you know i don't mind that this guy wants to know how my day is doing or oh hey dom i saw you were doing this you know they pay attention and you you guys have cemented yourself within the community. And I think that's the biggest thing um, about running a local business, but that can also be expanded into a, a nation. It's obviously a nationwide business. Well, I don't know about nationwide. We're Midwest. But, yeah. You, know, you got 24 locations. Missouri, Illinois and Kansas right now, but like it, you can't scale this business very fast, Dom. That's what we were talking about with relationships and the staff do a good job, but man, it takes a lot to teach it. For right? sure. And so most difficult part of this job um, as far as scaling and trying to get to a hundred locations like we would like to do is it just takes really, really, really good people. And so, um, you know, I'm, we're going to have to obviously wrap this up, but I was going to say, if you, if, if you look at our, our number one product, you meant, you nailed it on the head, man. You said like, you know, you can get supplements anywhere. You can get these products anywhere. And um, you know, if you go to our, our reviews, just go to Google reviews or whatever, or Facebook reviews. And I always have to tell this over and over and over again until it's beaten in my staff's head is that our number one product is our staff, not actually any of the products we sell. Cause if you read the reviews, there's no one that talks about the products. They don't mention what they bought. Not there. even once, not even one time. There's, we have like 1800 five-star reviews. It's just wild. Cause there's like restaurants that have like a hundred, you know what I mean? But like who, re who reviews a vitamin store really? And so we have all these five-star reviews and it's just about the staff and how they helped them. You know what I mean? And like, there's nothing more, um, you know, prideful for myself or for Kyle than Same having enough. a staff that you trained so like they do they do they believe and they do such a good job that like you have all these compliments to pay for people that aren't me you know what i mean because that's the ultimate goal as a business owner is to to remove yourself to work on the business rather than in the business and and to to have people that take pride in doing things the way you taught them when you're not there is just the ultimate reward you know what i mean mentally i mean i, I think that's a really good a good point to end on mm -hmm. um but yeah how many employees do you have 25 wow out of six locations Oh uh, well, yeah, well, we're we're preparing, so we'll probably get to thirty. We're about five employees of store. Everybody certified? Mm -hmm. No, everybody's going to be certified through the Supplement Superstores Professional Services Exam, which is the first test you have to take. It's one hundred and seventy-five questions, all handwritten. Usually takes everybody about eight hours. Wow, your hand cramps. It's a hard, hard test. And then um, the fitness nutrition specialist, and then the certified personal trainer. They usually have about ninety days to to get signed up for that. Cool. 
All right, man, we'll, we'll wrap it up. Um, I do want to let people know that they can still get the Kansas City communities, right? Mm-hmm. And the Kansas City um, Fit Share Passes, which is 10-day passes uh, for over 25 different gyms to choose from that you can use from now to the end of the year. So is it 10 day passes at each gym or is it like a punch card? Punch card. Nailed okay. it. Okay. Yep. Um, you can find them in Olathe. Mm-hmm. Overland Park. Overland Park. Shawnee Mission. Mm-hmm. Lee Summit eventually. Yep. Liberty and, <laughs> Liberty and then Barry Road and I-29. So like the Zona area there okay. up north. Well, Jeff, I appreciate your time, man. I appreciate you swinging through. I know you're a busy guy. So Love I know man. that uh, you took some time out of your day to come get on the pod. Um, mm-hmm. Hope people out there learned something from this. Um, we just got an idea of who you are as a human being and got a better chance to know you. Um, and we'll leave it at that. You can find Jeff at Jeff underscore Wasserman Wasserman mm-hmm. on uh, Facebook or Instagram. Just leave out the underscore on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's it, man. I appreciate hey, man. you coming through. Dude, absolutely appreciate it. I had a blast and, uh, you know, hope to talk again soon. I'll leave you guys with this. Fifteen minutes could save you fifteen percent or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's uh actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you fifteen percent or more." But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money. Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. 911, what's your emergency? Senora, ¿me está diciendo que un tren le pegó a una camioneta? Sí, yo pensé que que sería cruzar, ellos iban rápido, creo, y después. Ay, Dios mío, qué horror. No puedes saber a qué velocidad viene un tren. Por eso están los señalamientos de advertencia. Obedécelos. Alto, el tren no para. Mensaje de Netza.